It's the Playhouse Podcast with Kat and JJ. On demand, even if you're on the can. Dude, come on. I don't know about your Jesus, but my Jesus plays basketball. Apparently Kat's son's Jesus plays basketball, but... Is it going to be allowed in school? We'll dig into that a little bit later on in the podcast. Here we go. Talking to Tanner a couple of seconds ago, and it looks like his brother is uh, is obviously having some troubles with alcohol. His sister-in-law is very, very concerned, and they're thinking about staging an intervention. Basically, it sounded more like he was a hazard to himself and might get in big trouble versus they're even thinking about his health. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to look long-term when you are in that hazy mindset. So when you have other people looking out for you, it's um, it's hard to appreciate that until you go through it. But I, I used to watch Jeff Van Bondren all the time with Intervention. and it Is was, he the bald dude? Yeah. I like him. And it was really... Um, you know, important to do it like on uh, foreign soil. Like they always pick like a hotel, you know, event center. Uh, you or- know, I thought about that, and I think that's more for the filming. Really? I bet because they can get about ten cameras set up in there that are out of shot, yeah. and then they can get all the different angles. But imagine walking in there and thinking you're just cutting a documentary mm-hmm. about your addiction, and you walk in and everyone's there. And and I get they kind of have to blindside you because you're in a spot where you're probably not looking for somebody to right. intervene in your life at that point. But uh, he was just kind of looking for tips. Anybody that's gone through this, and again, I, I think you probably need to involve a professional. But if you've been through one of them uh, on the helping side, or maybe you've got help side. Hi, Mandy. How are you today? I'm good. How are good. you? Don't hang up on us, please. We're doing a show. Uh, any thoughts on the intervention here? You got any tips? Um, yes, I do. I um, actually have been one on the other side of the intervention, and um, I don't think going somewhere else is comfortable for the person. Okay. And I would say, you know, um, do it in their home or someplace they're comfortable and possibly surrounded by more than just, you know, the one family member. That way all the family can tell them, you know, their concerns and how worried they are. Yeah. Um, I do have one question, though, especially if there's children involved. Um, I mean, there's a way to get him help, you know, through different uh, organizations also. Um, that way the children aren't there and continuously getting hurt. Yeah. Um, but- yeah, I mean, there are a lot of different places, like in St. Cloud, that do interventions. Um, if they can find maybe a counselor or a LADC that would come and do it, okay. that would be really helpful. Sounds like time is of the essence. It sounds like he's only getting worse. So I would say the sooner the better to contact somebody um, because we don't want anybody's life in jeopardy. Yeah, and I don't, I don't need you to share anything you don't want to share, Mandy, but when you said you're on the other side of that, so somebody, they staged an intervention for you? Yeah. Yeah, and, and okay, but I, I don't need to know all the details, and, and I, I don't expect you to share, but in hindsight, being 2020, was it worth it? Would you recommend it? Yes. Because okay. uh, on my end, um, if I didn't get stopped, I probably wouldn't have stopped. Yeah. And it was the best thing that could have happened in my life. Uh, I've been sober for coming up on 10 years this month. Amazing. And my world has only gotten bigger and better and there's endless possibilities that continue happening. So sure. it's nice to know how many people love you, huh? 
Yes. Yeah. Yes, What's that is. like? And a lot of people that are in that dark spot, you know, they don't know that. They don't really recognize or realize how many people really would miss them if something happened. So, hey, and I, yeah. I appreciate you uh, spending a little time trying to help everybody else out here this morning. Hope things continue to go well for you. Thank you. Take care. Can you help me? people's problems. Uh, I love that you guys like to share with us. And again, if you want to shoot us something that's going on in your life, a couple of things. We can keep you anonymous, obviously. We can put you on voice change if you want to come on the show. But again, what's happened, what we've noticed, especially over the last couple of years, people have become very, very good with lending their thoughts because they've gone through a similar situation. And that's what I love about this kind of group therapy thing we got here. So this one came from Matt, and um, let's just get right to it. He said, I'm writing you quick for some advice. I know that you ask your listeners for help and hoping you could do this for me. My fiance has increasingly become super rude to me when we're around friends. She'll shush me. And it literally makes me feel two inches tall. I've told her to stop several times. She will for a short while, and then she does it again, and now she's back doing it again. We're not even married yet. I can only imagine that this will get worse. I can't continue on to feel like I am inadequate. That's what he wrote. Yeah, inadequate. How can we make this better for Matt? I feel like already... I think we talked about it last week with uh, where, or was it this week where her boyfriend says nasty things when he's drunk. It's like, if they're acting like this now and you're not even married, imagine how it's going to be when you're married. Let's say you're dating Derek and he routinely goes, shh, shh, shh. And whether it's for, he wants to hear the radio, wants to hear the TV, uh, wants you to just stop talking. Mm-hmm. Do you go down the aisle? So one thing, and I'm not proud to say that I did, and it was a huge fight that Derek and I had, and we never fight, but this was one where, you know him, he'll go from like zero to 10, and sometimes, like I'm super mellow when I want to just walk away, just let me walk away for a couple minutes and clear my head, but he gets loud, and I did this, like I brought down the volume volume with my fingers, I like... (laughs) pinched my fingers like this and he goes don't ever do that again and it really I saw it physically made him feel a certain way and I don't want to do that to my partner you know so I don't know Matt do you have a partner I know you probably love her for several reasons but if someone's going to make you feel two inches tall constantly and then shush you in front of people that's pretty emasculating shushing you in public thing is uh I would have a giant problem if my wife did that. She's got the eyes. Right, right. She does the eyes. Yeah. And and I clearly understand when she looks at me a certain way that I have to shut up and exit the situation, at least verbally. But. But that's because I'm scared of her. It's not like, it's not like, um, you know, emasculated. It's, uh, I'm just (laughs) fearful for my safety. So uh, have you ever been in this situation, your spouse, your best friend, somebody you're dating, they start shushing you in public. Dominique, thanks for chiming in. First thoughts on this? Um, I would honestly give her an ultimatum because they said that he said that they, it, it, she would stop for a certain amount of time and yeah. then it'll start back up. Yeah. They're not married. So kind of it's like, hey, look, okay, it, it makes me feel so inadequate and so small when you do that and this isn't the first time we've talked about it so other than continuously asking you to stop 
I don't want to lose the relationship, yeah. but I don't want to feel like a child or a small in the relationship or, or like my feelings don't matter because you shush me, especially in front of people. So Dominique Jill said, we need more info. Is he drinking, getting ridiculously loud? It's true. We're only getting his side of the story. Why is she shushing him? Is he saying rude things to people? Should he be shushed if he does that? Probably. I think you are the company you keep. And especially if you're married to someone, you want them to be in the painted in the best light. Think about how hot somebody else has to be to allow them to shush you in public. Or maybe he's just in love. Sounds like he's in love. All right, Dominique. Hey, thoughts on this? I really appreciate it. Have a great morning today, okay? You too. Thank you, guys. Take Bye, care. Girl. Hello, uh, Brittany. Hi. Oh, hi. Are you there, Brittany? God, you what know what? What does purple mean? I've I have never had, seen that. I have had more technical problems here with these computers and trying to get phone calls on so the So Kayla today. said, Sorry. do it to her. See how she likes it. Might be true. Sometimes. I don't think that works. I don't think the uh, fighting fire with fire works here. You I are think... a huge believer in taste of your own medicine. Yeah, not here though, because it's not. It, there's no. It, it goes towards no resolution whatsoever. Like if I you think start... it would. Maybe you see that now. You see how it feels. You felt two inches tall there when I did that to you, right? We were in front of our friends. It was rude, right? Very interested to talk to Tanner here this morning. Because I've never been part of anything like this. And I know that this is kind of something you're, you're at least toying with. You want to tell everybody what you were telling us? I had a question about just interventions in general. I mean, specifically about alcohol, right? My brother, um, he's been a heavy drinker for a really long time. But I just recently got a text from my sister-in-law uh-huh. saying that she's really worried about him and just kind of where uh, this whole process has taken him. Um So I just, I was wondering, you know, like, how do you go about doing an intervention, right? Like, I'm worried, you know, where he's going to end up, you know, like, is it uh, drink tank? The drunk tank is is one thing, right? Like in jail, but uh, I don't want him to make, you know, some bad decisions that'll wind him up in prison. Yeah. Yeah, And I mean, if he gets angry enough and he does something to her or somebody else, violent that could put him away then she's in an even more dire straight you ever been part of one you don't have to say who it was you ever been part of an intervention i've never been part of an intervention my friend held one for her cousin and she said that it was very nerve-wracking because you just want them to know that you have the best intentions right and they're in an altered state of mind obviously they're not making the best choices i've never been part of anything like that I, i mean i watched the show Yep, and I think if you know one of those uh, one of those people from the intervention show was there, mm-hmm. I could roll with it pretty easy. But I won't even know where to start. With Shouldn't this. you have a professional there to be a mediator? Because then, then they feel like maybe they can look at both well, sides. And plus, they got somebody to hate right away. That's not you, right? I mean, so I mean, uh, let, we'll throw it out there. I'm sure somebody listening has been part of something like this and can give you give you some advice. But yeah, I think you that's a good idea. I think you need to start with maybe a professional. That's actually a great idea. So let's do this real quick. I'm gonna put you on hold. Will you holler at us if you've been part of one? I, I don't want the details, right? I don't want anything that's going to make anybody uncomfortable. But any tips you could give to Tanner on how to get this thing started and, and how yours went? Maybe some tips of, like, what not to do? What's trending? What's trending? All right, so I want you to do this today, and I want you to do it to Trisha. Set up your phone and secretly record her reaction to you telling a super boring story. This dad trolls his daughter <laughs> with... 
Just this long, boring story. Cassidy, you there? Yeah. Okay, I got to tell you this. So uh, <laughs> the craziest thing happened to mom and I today. You want to hear? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we, we pull into Walmart, into the parking lot, and the parking lot is just packed. We had to park on the complete other side of the parking lot, and we had to walk the whole distance of the parking lot just to get into the Walmart. So anyways, we get into the Walmart, and the Walmart greeter is basically falling asleep. So I said to your mom, like, who are they hiring for these positions? Like, you got to be on point if you're a Walmart greeter. So we head past the Walmart greeter, and we head to the cracker aisle, and I see that the Ritz crackers are on for four ninety nine. Get to that point. Can- <laughs> well, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So the Ritz crackers are four ninety nine. Can you believe that? Stop. That, that is so expensive. Right, well, hey, I'm not done telling the story. Don't you want to hear the best part? I haven't no. got to the pretzels yet. Tell someone else. <laughs> Tell, Tell someone else. else. It is so funny. Do it to somebody that doesn't know the trend. Just have your phone and just start talking about something super boring. You got to focus in on the mundane details. But if you <laughs> this guy do, was really good at it. you got to share it with us. You can DM us. You can send it to our texting, but we have to see how boring you could possibly be. All right. So how do you feel about like Jesus garb? Do you feel like it has like, what is the line between religious and then tasteless? I, I got Liam this this shirt. Well, I believe my Jesus has a pretty good sense of humor. So he'd like that, right? right. Oh, that's good. Yeah, right. Yeah, tell everybody what this says. Jesus and he is going up for a slam dunk. Like Air Jordan? He's got the holy halo around him and it says he is risen. Like he got some riz, but I, I think it's pretty cool. R i z z i n. Yeah, Liam uh, is so stoked. I think it's pretty cool, uh, and it's and it's really really weird too because uh, my youngest goes to a, a Catholic school. Yeah, and what they're willing to get away with and look the other way with versus like could he wear that school? at school? I, I don't know. Because be I think Liam will be able to wear that. He has a G four like growth god. They're very his group of friends they're athletes they're great uh students they're into god i mean it's the trifecta so it's kind of the cool thing to wear some god stuff so i don't again i think if you take offense if it okay if it's offensive it's offensive but if it's a joke i don't see how that could be offensive to religion right it doesn't have to be so serious all the time yeah you're telling me at one time Jesus and his disciples never told a joke. Or played basketball. Right, or just played around <laughs> and right, had some fun. I, f- I find it I personally. wonder what Jesus' jokes were, like what kind of jokes he told. Oh, they, to- they told jokes about like Moses then, you know what I mean? Like the old, pe- people from the Old yeah. Testament, they told like Old Testament jokes. So Moses walked into a bar, the bartender said, why the long face? Right. Or like, <laughs> hey, anybody know that Leviticus guy? Remember, oh remember him, right? <laughs> I think that's great. Well, they won't, they won't say anything in school about that, will no, they? No, they won't. Uh, I, I think don't pu- think public schools are going to be a little more lenient on that kind of stuff. But well, um, I would think the opposite. Well, I would think because you wear it in public school, they're like, don't push your agenda. You know what I mean? Oh, really? That's what I mm. was thinking. But I'm like. If he is told to take it off, I'm coming to get him, and I'm taking him out for a cool lunch. Okay, this is a cool shirt. Do this. This is interesting. This time of the year, if if your kid was to wear a mega hat or or shirt to school, yeah, would they send him home or make it turn him inside out? Oh, I don't know. I mean, they're just little kids, right? You can't do that. And why, and why can't you express your thoughts? The thing is, I think it, unless you're a very informed 11 year old on politics. They're definitely getting it from their dad or mom's closet. So, you know, so they didn't know anything about Patagonia before you introduced it to them. Patagonia, the brand. Yeah. It's a little bit different than a mega hat. What's the difference? 
Patagonia is not divisive. It's MAGA is 100% divisive. When you wear that red hat. Not necessarily. You're, you you're, are asking to either be approached by, and I'm not saying it's right. I would never approach someone with a MAGA hat. I don't even care if that's what you want to wear. But you know when you wear it out in public, you're either going to get high fives or you're going to get dirty looks. How's that different than wearing a Cub shirt? Yeah, you'll probably get dirty looks for wearing a Cub shirt because people like the socks. I don't know. So. I don't know, man. I, I'd be curious if you if your kid. Uh, I remember getting sent home with. Uh, I remember those big Johnson shirts. Yeah, you remember those? Yeah, they were. Uh, they. W- it's an insinuation right, of a wiener. Right. So yeah, of course they're gonna have a problem with it. At, I, I, at I remember I had to. Uh, my principal made me wear one of his gym shirts. Yeah, like yeah, uh, because he would play basketball with us every once in a while in gym, and he had and he was a big dude, and he had this sleeveless shirt in mm-hmm. his bag, and he's like, either you got to put this on or you got to go home. And my thought is, if my dad finds out I had to go home and change a shirt. Versus having to wear stinky principal clothing. Yeah. And I had to wear that for like half the day. Is that someone that wants to chime in? I don't know. Why don't we, why don't we ask? You want to just roll the dice? Hey, yeah. good morning. How are you? Good. What's up? I just have an opinion about the whole wearing God clothes and stuff. Yeah. Sure. I think, my personal opinion, if if the schools are allowing kids to act like they're cats, then they should be allowed to wear what clothes they want. Yeah. I don't know too many schools that are letting people act like cats. I think that was just a rumor. Well, Oh, no. I know when I was living down in Kentucky, those schools were. so They let them? They didn't do the litter, but that was a rumor, you know. Like, they were putting litter boxes no, th- in school. No, they really were no, doing they it weren't. in that school. No, they weren't. You that was a huge Honestly, rumor. My, my child went to that school in Kentucky. <laughs> and I'm she sure came that- home and said that she saw a litter box in the school. Yes. Yep. <laughs> okay. I, I'm of the opinion that whatever, as long as you're not bothering me during dinner. You, I don't, it, All you, I know really, is if a kid is crawling around on the floor <laughs> acting like a cat, that is a disturbance. Like, I would not right. expect my kid to not get punished if he was not sitting in his desk and he was rolling around. There's a time and a place for that. Go home, act like a cat all you want. Um, but I just, any kind of disturbance or, you know... Disruption so, to a day should let me do this. be treated let like me do everybody this for else. Each of you guys, uh, since the 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 Jesus shirt is the subject here, what what if that's disturbing to another student? What what if that is is against their beliefs, and and they're disturbed by it? Should then they? I I think they should just work through it. Like I don't enjoy mega hats, on, but just I just said, work through it. I would never go up to one side of your mouth. You just said. If, a, if somebody wants to act like a cat. That's a disruptance. That's a disturbance. When you're rolling around on the a, ground. But a Jesus shirt to somebody who's really, really anti. Uh, then you got to work through that. It's a shirt. But if somebody is rolling around on the ground, there's two totally different aspects to that. Do you agree with me? I agree. Okay. It's agree. just a shirt. I teach my son, if you don't like it, yep. look the other way. If I see a Make yep. America Great Again hat, I don't care. That's what you wanted to wear today. I... Maybe I don't vote that way, but I'm not going to yell at you and I'm not going to spit at you or roll my eyes. I don't care. Here's the question about the litter box real quick. Uh, do they use toilet paper still or not? Do cats use toilet paper? No. So there's your answer. <laughs> right. See, now there, that becomes a health thing, right? And now we're fueling it. It right. never happens. Just, can you imagine walking around with just dried up poops? All the, it'd be yes. so itchy by second period. Forget it. All right. You know, Friday's a big day on the live show because it's 7.30. We're going to try and get $5,000 directly 
shot into your bank account. All you got to do is be here at 7.30. No keywords, no nothing. Just have your phone close for five grand at 7.30 tomorrow. Let's wrap up the podcast now. One of my favorite baseball players, Javier Lopez, has, or sorry, Javier Baez, has uh, a tattoo. Like everybody's seen the Major League Baseball tattoo, right? It's red, Mm -hmm. white, and blue, and it's the player with the bat on his shoulder. They put it on the back of all the caps and the jerseys. But he has that tattooed on the back of his neck. Like that's he got cool. that, yeah. Like as a professional baseball player, I think that's super cool. Like you don't want it anymore, grow hair. Yeah, well, yeah, right. But but it's like right where his uh, first vertebrae is. Oh, got it. Like so, you can see it uh, underneath his hat and above his jersey. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the coolest tattoos I've ever seen. And then I was talking uh, to somebody last night at uh, at the intermission of the hockey game about uh, the warning labels, and somebody had said, oh, "Have you guys ever talked on your show about ripping the warning label off a mattress?" And I'm like. I don't feel like we're quite that hokey, mm-hmm. but no, we haven't. And and it got me thinking about warning labels. And as adults, if you had to have a warning label on you, if people saw a tag hanging off your back at all times that would warn them, what would it say? I would just say maybe don't touch below the waist. <laughs> I'll I'll let you know when it when you're allowed. One of the things that I find so amazing about our show is how you get just a little sexier every day. I try. When you're like, just don't touch me, I know don't when look you think, at me, don't talk to me. I can't get any sexier than I pull out stuff like that. I don't know. It's just uh, you have to be invited, you know? Gotcha. So <laughs> no, before, maybe in my early 20s. Well, then it was you just waited for, it was, uh, by the dock for the sailors. I just walked by and, right. you know, <laughs> I was alive. something happened, uh, then it is what it is. But. I think my warning label would say don't call after 9 p.m. Yeah, it it, it it has to be a life changing emergency if you call me after nine p.m. I never call you, so when I call you, you pick up because you know that it's, it's an emergency, probably right? So a lot of people are commenting. Uh, if you had to have a warning label as an adult, what would it be? Christina says, "Proceed with caution when hangry." Okay. All right. Uh, Jamie said, uh, "Does not have a filter." Gotcha. Uh, warning, emotional, no filter, says Heather. Emotional. Uh, Christine also says, uh, don't try to figure me out. I'm a special kind of twisted. Oh, okay. Jesus. These are good warnings. Yeah, if you know it, well, then flaunt it. So what would, I just kind of thought this would be a fun thing to do. If you want to text us real quick, what would your warning label be? If, if we met you and we were thinking about being your friend and we spun you around and saw the tag hanging off your back, it would warn us of what? Now, we could take calls from people that have been stalked, but I think I think it would be more interesting to hear from people that have had this moment of weakness where maybe you uh, just felt like you had to go see what somebody was up to. I don't understand this whole thing. Maybe I'm just too good with rejection where I've never You've been, been conditioned. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so. Right. No, I, I feel like I've been in a Vietnamese prison camp for just, most of my life where women were just like, no, get away. Yelling no at you yeah, constantly. But I just never have understood that I want to be with somebody who doesn't want to be with me. That one just doesn't get me. Yeah. And a lot of men have a tougher time with that than women, I think. You think? Yeah, I do. Um, there's that whole movement of guys that can't have sex with girls. Girls won't have sex with them. So then they just rage and kill people that are in love. It's, it's a, it's a bit wild. You definitely need some help if you're at that point, because there's somebody out there for everybody. Just take your time. There are billions of people in this world, but I found uh, this article by toy and they have the top tips on how to stop stalking your ex. Oh, so if you feel like you're a little bit too into their life and they don't want anything to do with you, you should do these things. I think before it gets too out of hand and you get in trouble and then you're labeled as like a psycho, you know, 
that I think you could probably stop today. I think it's very, it's easy for me to say that it's easy, but here are some of the tips. Seek support from family, friends, or a therapist. I would choose a therapist only because they're not as close to me. Also, they're a professional. And they're a professional, and then I won't feel like my family and friends are talking about me. So I would choose somebody that is partial. Uh, Focus on self-care and personal growth. That is huge. Maybe if you keep getting dumped for the same reason, maybe you got to look within. And then some of the other ones were limit contact with mutual friends. So if if they're more so their friends, they're going to stay with that your ex, you know, so don't keep bugging them. Or if you're a mutual friend and maybe they're just going to, you know, straddle the fence. But then when they bring her up, it's going to trigger you. Yep. Uh, Resist the urge to check their online profiles. And then the number one thing is kind of sticking with that. Delete them from your social media accounts. There's nothing worse than the constant reminder. They post to their story. They post to their, and that's every right. They have every right to post to their social media, but. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, it's such a 2024 problem. Look at this. Hey, good morning, line three. Hey, I'm doing good. Um, I don't, I don't want to use my name. Okay, Um, that's fine. But yeah, I uh, I had a stalking situation with my ex, and it it definitely got a little bit out of control. Um, Stalking on his part or your part? On my part. Oh. So yeah, I realized that what I was doing was just it wasn't healthy. What were you doing? I was obsessively looking at his social media and not only his, but his friends and family members trying to see like who he was with and if he was out with other girls and it just, I was always thinking about him and obsessing over whether or not he had moved on. And what do you think the reason was? Is it because he broke up with you and you didn't have any control over that and you were still in love with him, obviously? Yes. And he was able to cut off communication with me. Um, and not not in the sense of, like, I mean, he didn't block me on stuff. But when I would reach out to him, like, there were clear barriers that were set up. And okay. I just, I wasn't happy about it. Um, you know, when things aren't on your own terms, it's, it's, hard, it's a hard pill to swallow. Um, so you would kind of agree with this, number one, to delete your social media accounts or any social connection that you have with him is probably the best route to go. Oh, yeah. That's what I had to do in order to stop obsessing and checking everything in everyone else's pages for him. And to be honest, I've been much happier and I feel much healthier mentally ever since. How long did it take you to get to that point, like to delete all that stuff? How far into it were you? Uh, It took me about two months to get to that point because I was just it was like an everyday thing. Like anytime I had any free time, just checking checking his social checking other people's social for him and um yeah that's what i'm saying like it was it was just unhealthy i had to i had to stop 